Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss code revisions and difficult-to-decipher concepts surrounding the 2023 National Electrical Code, all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including What's Wrong Here, Moving Violations videos, and Illustrated Code Catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about working space requirements and what happens when installers don't follow the code. So we'll be digging into section 110.26, Spaces About Electrical Equipment. So Rushi recently came across um, a situation regarding working space requirements, which is nothing new. Um, this obviously isn't a new problem. It seems like you continue to come up with these types of installations all over the place that violate the basic principle of working space. So let's talk about this situation specifically and why it was problematic. I would love to. Uh, but first, I want to clarify to our listeners that we are discussing working space for equipment operating at 1,000 volts nominal or less to ground and okay. likely to require examination, adjustment, servicing, or maintenance while energized. And Ellen, as you stated, this is definitely not a new problem. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I often see transformers placed on the floor right beneath a panel board enclosure that's installed on the wall. And in this particular case, I'm not really sure why the installer of the equipment chose to put the transformer on the floor right there in front of the panel board instead of installing it in the available floor space that was um, to the right of the panel board enclosure. There was plenty of floor space available there too. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reasons were, however, the layout for the installation was a violation of the working space requirements of section 110.26a. And in a bit of irony, there was even a label on the panel board cover notifying persons to keep the space in front of the panel board clear for three feet. Oh, that's kind of funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was the transformer sitting right in the working space of the panel board. It's kind of crazy how often that happens when all of the things you run with illustrated catastrophes and that does just keep coming up. So it does. It really does. Uh, so what's the specific code violation in this case, and maybe could you talk about what the requirements are in general when uh, electrical professionals are performing these types of installations? Well, section 110.26A3 does permit encroaching a maximum of six inches into the working space for the subject panel board with electrical equipment associated with that panel board. The transformer in this case extended a little too far beyond the front of the panel board and into the working space. Uh, This transformer extended about one foot into the working space and leaning against a grounded transformer enclosure while an electrician's or a technician's hands are inside of the panel board enclosure um, significantly elevates the risk of shock for those electrical workers. Right. The working space in front of the enclosed panel board is required to have a minimum depth of three feet as specified in table 110.26A1. And depending on the operating voltage and the three different conditions specified in that table, that minimum depth requirement could be three feet, three and a half feet, 
four feet, or even as much as five feet. For equipment operating at 150 volts or less to ground, the minimum clear distance is three feet. Okay. And a minimum working space width of 30 inches in front of the electrical equipment is specified in 110.26A2. And a minimum height of six and a half feet is specified in 110.26A3. The width and the height of the working space in front of the electrical equipment also must not be less than the width and height of the equipment itself. So if the equipment is four feet wide, then the working space needs to be at least four feet wide. And if the equipment is seven feet high, then the working space height needs to be at least seven feet high. Okay. Um, thanks for breaking that down for us. That makes sense. Um, so were there any other options that would have avoided a code violation in this particular case that you're talking about? I think so. Another code compliant option could have been to install the transformer above the working space by hanging mm -hmm. it from the structure using anchors with threaded rods and strut or something similar to that. And I regularly see that method used in electrical rooms where space is at a premium. Mm -hmm. This method would be much more time consuming, costly, and even more dangerous compared to simply plunking the transformer down on the floor. A lift would most likely be needed to lift and hold the heavy transformer in place while it was secured to the strut or the threaded rod assembly or whatever was used mm -hmm. to suspend it from the ceiling. Even a small 50 kVA transformer could weigh about 400 pounds. Oh, wow. And a 75 kVA transformer could weigh 700 pounds. Okay. So hanging a transformer from the ceiling would certainly be a chore and much more dangerous than simply setting it on the floor, but it can also result in a code compliant and safer installation once it is completed. Okay, that's a good point. So, but why do you think overall that this specific code violation seems to be so common when it kind of seems like common sense? Well, when it comes to transformers, I think one reason is because it's easy. It's uh -huh. easier to simply set the transformer down on the floor rather than building a rack for it to sit on or to hang from the ceiling. Uh -huh. But honestly, I regularly see transformers sitting on the floor encroaching into the workspace in front of panel boards, even in electrical rooms where there's plenty of floor space on either side of that panel board enclosure. Okay. Maybe installers are unaware that they may might be creating a code violation by setting the transformer on the floor right there in front of the panel board. If that is the case, then perhaps we'll be helping some of our listeners by explaining these rules. If installers are aware of the rules, but chose to ignore them anyways, well, hopefully a sharp inspector or AHGA catches that problem and has it rectified before final inspection or signing off on the permit. Or perhaps listening to this podcast may give some installers new perspective on the dangers involved with equipment encroaching into the workspace of energized equipment. And maybe those installers will change their installation methods going forward. I definitely hope so. I hope that's the case. Um, so I guess in closing, do you have any maybe general recommendations for best practices uh, to ensure code compliant installations when performing this type of work? Absolutely. For installations of equipment operating at 1000 volts nominal or less, and likely to require examination, adjustment, service, and maintenance while energized, installers must familiarize their, themselves with part two 
of Article 110, including the requirements and the dimensions specified in Section 110.26A1, A2, A3, and A4, and we covered most of those. And now for installations of equipment over 1,000 volts nominal, installers must be knowledgeable of Part 3 of Article 110, including 110.32 for working spaces about equipment. That's definitely something to, to look over again, uh, since it seems to be such a problem. So it looks like we're about out of time for today. Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.